0: Welcome to Board Gamers Anonymous, the podcast about board gamers and the insane fun we have at the table together. This is Chris. Hey, and this is Anthony. And this is episode 375, Origins Game Fair 2022 Preview. We'd like to thank all of our Patreon backers for helping us bring you a brand new episode. All right, everyone. We are talking about one of the biggest board game conventions happening this year, and It's a good year! It's 2022, and it's Origins Game Fair. Gamma's very own convention that's always about the latest and greatest games that they can get to the table. Anthony, we've been to a few of these, have we not? We have.
1: Yeah, this used to be the convention that we'd go on my birthday. It was amazing (laughs) for like the three or four years that we did that, and...
0: It was I really not, nice
1: of Gamma to do that. I really appreciate it. Yes, I know. Yes, I, know. I know. And I, I don't go one year. I don't go one year because my mom's graduating college. And then they they cancel it.
0: This is what yeah. happened. See?
1: Yeah. Not even. The, nothing else <laughs> happened in the world to cancel it. It was
0: uh-huh, just, uh-huh. just me not being there. It's and true. Now, now I haven't been for four years. What are you going to do? Yeah, I, I. This is what I'm saying. Look, they were hurt. They have a reason to be hurt. And you just have to acknowledge their feelings and the fact that they have a giant board game convention around your birthday. But, you know, you know, gamers do what gamers do. So hopefully they'll take us <laughs> back one day. But nonetheless, the board <laughs> Origins Board Game Convention is really a fun time if you have an opportunity to get out there. It's the first game fair of the year, major game fair of the year. And there's a lot of great games at the table. So for our feature review, which will be the vast majority of our episode, we're going to be going through what's going to be hitting the table at the Origins Game Fair, talking about the latest and greatest, the hottest, and especially what games are going to be there to purchase, what games you want to take a look at, and what games you want to avoid at all costs. So we're going to give you a little bit of a review of this upcoming Game Fair, at least what we know. And we know that a lot of publishers, again, because it's Anthony's birthday convention, Mm -hmm. he will not be attending, are a little bit iffy of whether or not they're going to attend. If Anthony was attending, they would definitely go. And if he was gonna be there, they'd bring their best games. But now that he's not, they're not gonna do that. Or will they? All right, you know, all you're gonna do to hear is make everybody mad at me. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) Come on. Hey, well, come on. How many people have a board game convention just for themselves? I know. It's great. (laughs) there's a lot of love for us in the industry just just don't tell anybody we said that that's okay (laughs) we like to remain anonymous nonetheless all right anthony but before we go into that let's talk about what's important what's happening with our listeners let's talk about one of our big giveaways this coming week
1: yes giveaways we're giving away games so um i mentioned this last week and a lot of you like we had a few entries and then the the episode came out and it exploded. So everybody who did that, you're awesome. If you weren't already following us on Instagram, now you are great. Uh, but if you head on over to the Instagram page, uh, it's just Board Gamers Anonymous. You can enter very easily. Uh, just follow the account and then share and like. There's a post there that just says big giveaway time. Yes. So share that, like that, comment on that. Do all those things. You'll be entered to win games. Woo. Um, we have five games that we're giving away in the month of May. So uh, we'll be announcing the winners on May 30th, which is not this week's episode, but next week's episode. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, These are some crunchy games, some good solid Euros. Tabanusi's in there, Origins First Builders, Smartphone Inc. Good stuff. So if you're a big Euro gamer, uh, definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, we got the winners coming up soon. One more week. Definitely enter if you haven't.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for following us. It's really important for us to know where all of you are out there and get to know what you love about gaming so that we can help people get it to the table. All right, Anthony, so that's what's going on with us in a little contest that's going to blow out big pretty soon. But what's going on with our listeners? What's our question of the week?
1: All right, yeah, so last week we talked about the new Gateway Games, Uh which are not new. They're old Gateway Games. They're for (laughs) children. Right? Um, and we got a lot of good wait, feedback. Wait.
0: So okay, the old on. games are for children. The old are for the young? Yes. Uh-huh. I see what you did there. You're, you're okay. on it. You got it. Ah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Um. So yeah, lots of talk about gateway games. We've asked this question before. Lots of people, you know, have their favorite games they use to introduce other people to to games. But mm-hmm. I asked everybody what their preferred gateway games were and specifically why. So... A lot of good answers. We're going to run through them. And like these run the gamut, too. So it's not just the stuff that you're used to hearing. There's some new games in here. There's some games that maybe not everybody thinks of as gateway games. So lots of good stuff. Let's dive in. Um, All right. So first up, we have David, who I know, like myself, is a huge fan of Cascadia. Uh, Cascadia has actually made it up on my list as one of those games I use to introduce people. So, um, David, I'm with you, man. Cascadia is hard to beat. (laughs) Um, Michael mentions Power Grid fairly straightforward once you get through the first round and people usually feel good about root building and seeing their economy spin up um, definitely good for people who are like math oriented that, who can just dive into that kind of game um, so much math <laughs> some people don't <laughs> like the math uh, Megan mentions Chai is pretty good for an intro and uh, also says Cascadia is a great game Arch Travels is a good intro game as well Uh, that's one we saw at PAX with the little bowls of yarn, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, Jeffrey mentions between two cities as a quick to play, easy to explain game, uh, different from something people grew up playing. I I wholeheartedly agree with this one. This one really hit well. Um, every time I brought it out, it hits well, but it hit really well with my, uh, my college class as well. Um, students who don't have a lot of history with games, they Mm -hmm. they latched onto this one pretty quickly. And it plays a lot of people, which is great. Um, Tom mentions Quacks of Quedlinburg, which a lot of people said as well. Uh, so he mentions he has all the little geeky bits, which are awesome to play with. And it's a funny because nice. you look at the game on the table and it's a lot going on, but it is very mm-hmm. simple. Like what you're doing is very simple. So it is relatively straightforward. Just walk someone through a round and they're they're good to go with that game. Mm-hmm. Um, Ticket to Ride and Takenoko are mentioned several times throughout the list. Uh, Ticket to Ride, all-time classic, great game, easy to introduce to people. Uh, Railroad Inc. is a a good roll and write to introduce if that's a game people are interested in, as well as Karuba. Um, Karuba is also a little tricky. Those rules are not fantastic, but it's definitely designed to be accessible. Sure. Century Spice Road, uh, specifically, not the rest of the Century series. Those are a little more complex, but Spice Road Mm -hmm. is basically Splendor Easy. Sure. Uh, it, Adrian mentions Las Vegas easy to play dice Ooh. game can be taught as you play since everything is open yeah. since ties on any casino knock those players out with the money going to next player the dice rolls can be exciting Very cool. 100% agree Vegas is great and then uh, Carlos mentions Lords of Waterdeep uh, and Viticulture as worker placement games and then Wingspan which is a little, a little, a little heavy Um I, I've had trouble with that one as like a gateway game, but it's definitely mm-hmm. good as like a, a next step game. Uh sure. So yeah, lots of great stuff, everybody. And there, there are a few more entries as well. I'm going to list literally everything, but if you want to check those out, they are all up on Facebook. We had a good 2030 responses to that question. So thank you to everybody who did respond. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're trying to find new gateway games, this is a great list to take a look at.
0: Sure. Yeah. I'll throw in a, a Takedo. Takedo is pretty great because it literally runs on a rail. You are on the Takedo Road. You can't, <laughs> you can't move your character off the road necessarily. Like you can go, you can make a couple stops, but you basically tell players, you are this character. Here is your one bonus. Walk, <laughs> right? right? And then they decide how far they would like to walk down the path. So you don't even have to roll and move, you don't have to flip a card. You just take your figure and decide where you want to go. And that's it. There's no you know complex strategy to it. There's no calculations to it. It's a straightforward set collection game. It's beautiful. It's simplistic in its design. Very elegant. Very zen. And it's very colorful too. I mean, it's one of those things where it just has a lot of the different things to it. And once they play it the first time, they usually have that aha moment where it's like, Oh, so really the game is about, you know, how far do I want to press my luck, right? Do I want to jump ahead to get what I need, but now give mm-hmm. up everything behind it? So I like that. It It's also very thematic, picking up items, picking up food. It makes a lot of just normal, everyday sense. And the base game does a great job at it. If you pick up the expansions, obviously it adds a lot more to it. But for a base game, straightforward, throw it on the table, people will understand it, Takeda works really well. Great game. Absolutely. All right, Anthony. So that's what's going on with our listeners. Let's get on to our feature review. So for our feature review this week, we are talking Origins Game Fair 2022 Preview. Our thanks to Board Game Geek for throwing up their hotness there. We talk about the hotness typically once a month to let you know what's hot, what's out there, and what you should be looking forward to picking up. So for this week, we are taking a look at the upcoming Origins Game Convention, and usually this gives us a good sense of what's really selling in the industry, what's getting played in the industry. So a lot of these publishers want to get that game out to a broader audience or maybe draw more attention to their booth because they have a hot game, and some other games are just new releases that they want to show off, maybe sometimes in limited quantity, But nonetheless, it's good to see a great game at the table. People usually tend to get demos. And, you know, Origins always kind of, you know, highlights and features itself as the five best days in gaming. Longest convention there is out there. So, Anthony, if somebody would want to go to Origins Game Fair, obviously they're going for your birthday. But Mm
1: -hmm. since
0: you're not going this year... It's got to be for some other reason. So, mm. all right, let's talk about board games because yeah. uh, you're not going to be there. I don't even know. I'm not going because you're not there, but maybe somebody else. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's games to play or buy. If that's your thing. That's oh, what my you want to do with your time and yeah, money. Yeah, I, I guess. If you say so. Crazy people. Uh, <sighs> some people.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, if you're not familiar with these lists, we haven't. I, I guess we did one last gear around Essen, but we haven't done them in a few years now because COVID just Why is that? <laughs> blew up all the <laughs> conventions. Uh, we go through these preview lists. Uh, Board Game Geek puts up the, the previews for each of the conventions and then they, people can vote to say what they're excited about. And then we tell you if you should or should not be excited about it. Um, this is often a way that I build my buying list, but we're not going. So <laughs> I can live vicariously through you listeners.
0: Um, yeah. And, and sometimes, as you mentioned, Anthony, because of the cost of everything right now, especially transportation and and gas, this is a good list to let you know if this convention is a place you want to be at because it has the games that you want.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's dive into the list. Uh, number one with a bullet is Arc Nova, which isn't what? new. I know. Huh? <laughs> what How? game is
0: this? I've I've never heard of this. Earth-changing game. Say more about this thing that I have never heard about or heard was the greatest game of all time.
1: Yeah, it's getting there. It's up to number 14 overall. So it, it's, it's
0: crazy.
1: It's climbing that list. Uh, so, yeah, Ark Nova. We reviewed this, oh, I don't know, two or three months ago. Um, yeah. And it's good. It's very good. We both liked it. And yes. I've, I've played it a little bit more solo. It's a very, very good game solo. I think it's probably best at one or two players. Yeah. Uh, we talk about this too. It's crazy long with three or four. Don't it's, do that. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand why you would do that. Yeah. No, and there's almost no interaction. So there's no reason to.
0: Uh, yeah. and It goes back to the old Euro games where, you know, that was often a criticism of it, but a lot of those Euro games are like a meditation on a thematic abstracted kind of concept. So Arknov is one of those, right? It's it's this gigantic chain, right? And you just play it out. And that's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun to do. And there's a lot of variability in the box. So you can do it differently
1: every time. It's, it's really yeah. good. Um, so it has been easier to find than one would think, considering how yes. hot it is. Probably because it's an $80 game. So <laughs> it's not going to sell as much as Wingspan does, at least not off the bat. Um, mm-hmm. But they are going to have it for sale at the Capstone Booth. Uh, So if you don't have a copy yet and you're looking for one, there you go. Very nice. It is worth checking out. Definitely. Uh, All right. So moving on to stuff we haven't already reviewed. Uh, Next up, we have from Thunderworks Games. We are best known for role player and all their role player adjacent games. (laughs) Um, But they've been getting into some other stuff lately. And this is Ten Penny Parks. So it's a game about building theme parks. Uh, It's got... Polyominoes, which means I'm all aboard, looks amazing yawn, yawn. <laughs> um it's from a new designer, so we don't really have a lot of pedigree to work from it does look very pretty it's Vincent Dutrois artwork um but it's it looks like you're i know it's giving me a very like barren park vibe with cards right yes like, you are putting different tiles down to build out a thing, and then there's cards involved so um. i would i would play it i i would and if i was there i'd probably buy it but
0: it's you know we'll see (laughs) is that going to be a a new category on board game geek to build it to build out a thing you use it a lot you say that a lot i think that's something that should add it to the mechanics build out a thing thing. yeah build out a thing man (laughs) yeah what are you building out a thing i use this
1: you you'll probably notice this as we do the podcast going forward is that i've tried to like strip away a lot of the jargon when talking about games because i'm talking to students Yes. And if I say, you know, it's it's a tableau builder with polyominoes, they just look, look at me like I'm crazy. Like That doesn't mean anything. You're like, you're right, it doesn't. You're building a park with tiles. <laughs> so um, and I know in this sphere, it probably makes me sound dumb, but it's more specific. Yes. Sir. Uh, so moving on to the next one that maybe you'll be more interested in. Um, uh-huh. it's, it's very pretty. Is very pretty. Gartenbau. This is from uh-huh. 25th Century Games. Uh, and designers David Abelson and Alex Johns, and it is uh, it will be for sale, and it's a game about building a tableau of flowers. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't, I can't tell from just like skimming over the gameplay if it's mean or not. Yeah. But it's a gardening game, so yes, it, it should be
0: right. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it looks like you are puzzling together. It's got a polyomino kind of idea to it and then there is a set collection element to the polyominoes so it seems like you are putting the bonuses down in the same polyomino tableau that you are putting down the flowers Mm -hmm. that you're trying to score so that's pretty interesting you know um i've seen this in some other I, I guess civilization building game. I'm trying to remember the one that actually had the, the boards that would kind of fo- um, lay over each other to kind of, you know, score different points and different materials and things like that. But se- seems very similar to it.
1: Right. 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 Yeah. I can't remember either. Woo. We read a board game podcast guys. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's very pretty. I, I like the look of it. It's very It's got like a look of um, like illustrations from like old field manuals or something like very detailed, like hand-drawn illustrations. So um, definitely something to check out if you're a big flower person. Uh, next on the list, we have Creature Comforts. This is for sale at the show. I believe this has been out to some degree. It was a Kickstarter. So it shipped. So a lot of people have this in hand. Um, it's... Got a, a ton of ratings on Board Game Geek. People seem to be digging it. And you are different creatures, like these awesome little animal meeples uh moving around the, this town, and uh, you're collecting different items, gathering things from the forest, uh, and, and just trying to make a nice, cozy home uh, before the winter gets there. So it's just a cute, comfortable theme. I love that. Like, it's just, there's nothing... You know, you're not fighting each other. You're not taking each other on. Uh, it seems like a relaxing, like, Everdell-ish, but, like, in terms of theme, but, like, even lighter and more accessible. Gotcha. Very cool. All right. Uh, next on the list, we have Longboard, also from 25th Century Games. Uh, I guess they got wow. their stuff up here early. This well, is, of a- course they did. They're coming from the 25th Century. That's right. They knew what to there do. You go. <laughs> they knew Origins was happening. They're way ahead of the game. Exactly. So uh, many
0: puns today. what, what is I, up with that? killing it, man. So, so many puns. God.
1: <laughs> so this is a, a like a, a single deck card game from Rainer Kanitia. Uh 20 to 30 minutes uh and it has a an open drafting mechanic. You're just trying to build a set and your the goal of the game is to get surfboards. It's a game about surfboards and surfing. So Okay. Uh suitably abstract and you know, it's It's Reiner Knizia. So the theme is there, I'm sure. But (laughs) how much of it's there, who knows?
0: (laughs) It's an abstracted game. It looks pretty cute. You're actually, looks like you're building a long board, surfboard. So that's pretty cool. I like that. Good for him.
1: Yeah, uh, that looks fun. Um, All right. On the polar opposite end of the complexity scale, and I don't know anything about this game, but I'm sure it's incredibly complex for no reason, is Septima. This is the new Mind Clash game that will be on Kickstarter sometime this year. They're going to have it there for demo because it's not coming out until 2023. Uh-huh. Um, but it's interesting. It's a game about witchcraft. So you yeah. are the leader of a coven and you're in this town of Noctenburg and you're trying to become the successor to the high witch. So, I mean, the the list of things you do in the game is, as you understand, for a mind Clash game, suitably long. <laughs> um, I'm interested in the theme, though, because it, it seems like a slightly more accessible theme because I can describe it in one sentence than Mm -hmm. some of their recent games where you're like, I don't know, you're doing this and this and then there's dinosaurs and there's something
0: with these ancient artifacts and then you're hunting things. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's a beautiful game. I mean, the, the images that they put out look tremendous. I've seen some basic elements of the mechanics that come into play and Mind Clash always does a great job. The only problem with Mind Clash ever is do they do too much of a job the game right. it's just like like you know it's like whoa whoa, enough 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 and oh no <laughs> so yeah you didn't carve off like 70 percent of the game you're like this is brilliant and they're like no this we is have more, more. <laughs> <laughs> there it's not even a moment when you when you play a mind clash game or they talk about a mind clash game you're never like oh i want more of this you're you're just you got your hands up to even just to start the whole thing but Again, this looks fantastic. It's going up at Kickstarter. I'm certain it will cost you all the monies, but yeah. I'm I'm almost certain it'll be a worthwhile game to play. So this is something I've gone back and forth about. I'm like, oh man, am I going to back another Mind Clash game? Like <laughs> I only have so many kidneys. Like what am I supposed to do here? <laughs>
1: Just... Oh man. Yeah, um, I, I did back the last one, the the space one because I, I don't oh, you did. Why. I know, okay. I went in on it eventually. Um, wow, they got you, I'm, man. They got you. I know, but I'm seeing these reviews and discussions of Perseverance, which was the one before that that we couldn't figure out. And it seems like people, I, even as they're playing it, they still can't figure it out.
0: So it's, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I feel bad about that because like I said, I, I think they've traditionally done an amazing job at their games. They're one of the very few companies that I feel like their games are always innovative. And experimental and dynamic, and I love that they they always take big swings. They're not just trying to like produce like the same kind of abstract or look. We love Uwe Rosenberg, but it's variations on the same thing. Like it's it's genius. It's mechanically squeaky, but Mind Clash certainly is all day long, all day long. They're just they're going out on a limb, and I appreciate that. I can't always afford it. (laughs) No. <laughs> or play it in some cases or understand it but i appreciate it so yes yes we want yeah. more of that yeah so oh Support yeah i mean that's, yeah i mean look you get games to the table and look I, I, at some point your your love for the generic farming euro wanes a little bit and you want to bring something to the table that really grabs people's attention and they do they do just that and i don't know many companies who still do that so bravo to them um, everyone else, keep your head down until the game is completely out. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Uh, so speaking of going over the top, crazy. Castles um, uh-huh. uh-huh. of Mad King Ludwig Collector's Edition will be there oh, at the Bezier booth for demo. They're not selling it; it's not done yet. But you
0: can come see the giant tiles. Are they going to actually have the super giant ones? Not just the giant ones, but remember there was super giant ones. I don't know. They haven't confirmed that yet. I I hope so. I want to see pictures of that. I want to know what they look like. They purposely did not show the the giant, the super giant tiles on a table. Mm-hmm. I remember looking at that. I'm like, all right, impress me. Like, the big ones are big, but the super big ones, I'm like, what table does this fit? And they're like, yeah, kind of, you know? And I'm like, nope. No. <laughs> You're not going to get me to do it. Like, you know. And again, what's interesting, too, is like all the custom board game tables that are out there now amazing gorgeous works of art but could never fit one of those games in it i'm sorry yeah. they just can't you know so i don't know get a bunch of six foot tables and string them together <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> giant piece of plywood i mean on you plywood. really you're gonna have to do one of those like shuffleboard things where you just have to like lay it on the floor <laughs> so just push the pieces around so yeah, yeah We'll 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 see we'll see we'll see yeah uh-huh. Um, all right so there's that
1: uh, another big big box of stuff the terra mystica big box is for uh-huh. sale at the capstone booth i'm still salty about this because i want the giant box but i already have all the stuff that goes in it so uh-huh. like, i'm not paying 150 dollars for a box but i'd is love to put it all a, in one box is it just a box or is it actually the game it's everything it's, it's the, all the game. It's yeah. everything okay yeah. it's just i already have everything so i don't need game i just want the box the physical box
0: so i have a really hard time with this and i i don't know where it comes from or why it is but like i've played terra mystica a lot like for me i've played it a lot not like you you've played it a tremendous amount mm-hmm. because a lot of people like it and they're like oh terra mystica i'm like oh all right and and generally like i love the artwork in the game i love the asymmetrical powers i i think i think it's every time i play i think it's hilarious it's katan pieces in there let's yeah. not go there at the moment <laughs> And I I want, that's one of the games that I want to love. Like, I just want to love it. And I just, I play it. And I'm just like, all right, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, it just, my it, my head spins playing that for some reason. And I just don't, I can't explain it. It's a good game. It's a great game. I just can't, I don't know. Right.
1: Yeah. No, it definitely <laughs> makes sense. Because there's a lot going on there.
0: I, I understand. There that. is. And I think we remember, we talked about this a long time ago. Like on Board Game Geek, there is like, chess-like calculations about how to start a civilization what spots and percentages and all those kind of algorithms there's all that kind of work out there already on this game so it's certainly next level kind of stuff which oh yeah i am not next level with this game i'm just like (laughs) we're gonna dig right we're digging here right we're digging we're terraforming that's great We're done. We're done. Okay. I lost. Okay. All right. Okay. Good. Can can I stop playing now? Can I never play this game again? Okay.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Well, for those of you who don't feel that way, you can get the big box. It's for sale. Um, Well, here's a game you do like, because you just talked about it last week. The Palaces of Carrera, second Uh edition. Uh, Game Brewer is going to be there. They'll have a demo up. Sure. Which I find interesting because I don't think you'll be able to buy it anymore at that point. But you can see what you didn't buy. (laughs) if you go to the convention
0: like oh how do i get this you can't you can't you can just look at it you cannot own this yeah again this is a great game it's just it's just a great game but you have to play with the expansion otherwise it's 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 a little too straightforward and a little too simple it'll be great to see because i think it does deserve the attention and again the only challenge i always have with game brewers their games are just like i don't know twenty five. 25% 25% or 30% more than they really should be. Right. But they do produce a good game. So I can't, I can't quibble about that. Right. Uh, all right. Next up
1: we have cat in the box deluxe edition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Don't you
0: already have that game? I know. <laughs> Did we already talk about this already.
1: <laughs> yeah. You put the box on the floor, you have a cat in the box. Uh, uh, <laughs> so this is from a uh, Japanese designer, Munayuki Yokouchi. easy for you to say yeah you you think so but uh this game is a couple years old this is a deluxe edition and this the the designers released several games over the last i don't know 15 years or so the majority is a game that we talked about forever ago Um, oh my god! that and then one of my favorite trick-taking games yokai septet uh Uh they've also designed that so this is coming from bezier and it is an updated deluxe version of it with all new artwork and got a cute, really wide-eyed cat. Um, mm-hmm. It's a trick-taking game. So that's it's kind of what uh, this designer is known for. It has an auction mechanic. And I, I want to say cute little cats, but the pictures are, I mean, it's kind of cute. But it's like that uh-huh. like demon-like cat, <laughs> like all black with giant eyes, but kind of cute still, like anime demon. Yeah. If that makes yeah, sense.
0: Anime demon's not necessarily evil demon if you know no, anime. No. So yeah. yeah. So you're fine. You're fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I actually want although, that. this. Looks cool, but yeah.
0: Although uh the majority that has got some wicked artwork in there. Yeah. Like it's a it's a, like a really straightforward game. We were one of the first or one of the few podcasts that actually reviewed that way way back in the day Mm -hmm. and you open that box you're like oh this is a cute little game oh my god (laughs) (laughs) what nightmare did this did this come out of for no particular reason so yeah that was the thing yeah so Mm -hmm. there's that if you're interested in uh
1: quirky japanese trick-taking games of which there are many this seems to be a good one so check it out
0: i am i am neither interested nor not interested in the cat in the Mm. box uh i won't know until i actually open the box to know it's a good joke, man. Thank you. Good good physics joke. <laughs> it, it is and it isn't a good joke, but nonetheless.
1: <laughs> we won't know until people listen. It's true. Uh, it's true. All right. Awesome. Cat in the Box. Check it out. Uh, next up, we have Maple Valley. This is also coming from KTBG, uh, the, the people behind Creature Comforts. It's a... I don't know if it's an expansion or a standalone. It looks like a... Well, I don't know, so I'm not going to say what it is either way, but... <laughs>
0: It's <laughs> certainly a Starview kind of I don't know. It's 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 creature comforts, but it's another version of it. So yay. Hey, yeah, uh, that's about
1: as much information as we have. It's a demo they're gonna have there. If you like creature comforts, there you yeah. go. And it'll I'm assuming will also be on Kickstarter because their other games are um at some point. So
0: yeah, it's cutesy. Cutesy, cutesy, cutesy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing I said about the other one. If you if you want a cute game. Or you're not trying to murder each other. Check out, <laughs> check out this game.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a hand management set collection. Anytime you see a set collection game, I would say almost like nine times out of ten it's a set collection because that's one of the easier mechanics that, as we talked about earlier, gateway games, like the concept is very simple, right? Collect a number of a thing. So this seems right. to be that game.
1: Awesome. All right, next up we got Cartographer's Map Expansion, number four, Frozen Expanse. Realm of uh-huh. the Frost Giants. Subtitle, subtitle, subtitle. Uh, this is just a new map pack for cartographers, which is a great game that I love as a roll. Well, flip and write. You don't roll anything. Sure. Um, and it adds a big frozen lake in the middle of the map. There's a couple new cards thrown in there. Uh, it's kind of the approach that Welcome 2 took, where like, here's new pads, here's new maps. They each have one... Significant rule tweak, and otherwise it's the same game. So you can keep playing the game forever. Uh, so if cartographers and cartographers heroes are high
0: up on your list, uh, there you go. More stuff for that. Okay. Never played it. I want to play it. Not you know, particularly not a big fan of the rolling rights or flipping rights, but still have not played this yet for some reason. It's it's good because it introduces
1: player interaction in a way oh, that cool. those other games can't, like where you can attack each other. So it's very cool. Nice. Um all right next up we have Fall of the Mountain King which is the sequel I'm imagining to Hall of the Mountain King <laughs> mm-hmm. Um this is a game in which the uh the gnomes attack or something I don't know you get gnomes like before we're talking about you don't want battle this is the game where if you do
0: want battle this is right? all battle all yeah, battles is... trolls yeah. versus gnomes yeah, like you say, some games are you build a thing, and other games are you fight a thing, and that's pretty much yeah. what it is here. It's, it you says fight, you a, fight thing. a thing. Yeah, you fight a thing. So the
1: game they actually have a release date up. It says October, so presumably it's coming out uh, for Essen. Uh, this will be there for demo, so if you want to check it out, or it's on Kickstarter. I don't know, but <laughs> they do have a release date, so we'll see what that means. Um, uh, the Kickstarter listing here, or the the BGG listing, says it's actually a prequel, not a sequel. So it's <laughs> the, the war that drove the trolls from the mountain generations ago, uh, which I guess is what you're doing in Hall of the Mountain King is trying to get that mountain kingdom back. So sure. I don't know if you're a fan of that game. I've heard good things about it. We have yeah. more material in that universe for you. All right. Uh, we were just talking about this one. Perseverance Castaway Chronicles. This is the big <laughs> two episode game. I still don't know what that means. Um, from Mind Clash about, I guess dinosaurs. I'm just gonna say it's a dinosaur game. It looks like <laughs> it's
0: gonna be like one of the great mysteries of board gaming. Like they'll, they'll do, <laughs> like years from now they'll do like you know TV shows on it. Like was it created by aliens? You know what was what was what was going on there? There's dinosaurs. There's technology. There's future. There's uh, we don't we still don't know. We we speculate. We speculate. We were not there. So right, you know. So I, I don't know. I've heard
1: that the second episode is better than the first. Uh-huh. I guess there's two more episodes coming in the future. This is supposed to be four total episodes. So if you're in on this already, you're buying another game at some point in the next three years. Sure. Um, I don't know. Maybe someday it'll cross my table. But I, I
0: think we both avoided this one out of confusion,
1: if nothing else.
0: I was, it, was, it was mad confusion. Again, because like total love for Mind Clash games, like super love for them. But this just did not. I don't know. <laughs> I, <didn't, laughs> I, just, I still don't even know what it's doing. But if you're playing it, let us know because my friend, you have the perseverance to get through this. I don't. Right? Yeah. I yes. know. It makes
1: it. It sounds like we're making fun
0: of it, but mostly we're no. making fun of ourselves for not being able to figure it out. So yeah, the Kickstarter was a little confusing. And again, Mind Clash games are just enormous. Like they're yeah. everything. Everything about them is just enormous. So I think that typically when you back a Mind Clash game you back it because it's a mind clash game and then you, you, you wrangle with it when it gets to your house. So yeah, sure.
1: All right. Uh, Next up we have distilled. This is uh, a game of making whiskey, I believe. And this was up on Kickstarter last year. I remember it being up on Kickstarter last year. It's coming out sometime this year. So they're going to have a demo of it available there. Um, Hand management, economic strategy game. You're, building up a distillery, playing cards to improve the quality, trying to maximize your points. So think Viva Java or any of those coffee or beer making games. It seems to be kind of in that ballpark. Um, So if you're big into that stuff or just big into whiskey distilled.
0: Yeah, it's got a pretty cool setup. I mean, if you take a look at how it's kind of organized, I, I could see the gameplay being a lot of fun. The mechanic here that obviously the theme is not a thing, a thing for me, but I really, I'm really liking this game. It just, there, there's something that looks really cool about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I want to check it out when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we have Dome Pierre from R and R games uh, designed by uh, Bill Chapman, Costa and Rola. This is a game about Dome Pierre. Uh, Perignon, who mm-hmm. I guess was instrumental in kind of the development of the wine uh, industry at the time in France. So it's a mm-hmm. monk at the time. And this is a game mm-hmm. about that. So if you like wine games, <laughs> so we had your whiskey game. Now we have your wine game. Uh, it, that's what it's about. So this one, uh, uh, Dom Pierre was a monk. So it's going to be more in line with like heaven and ale. Than mm-hmm. you know, a more strictly industry-based game because it's back in the day, but uh, it seems interesting. You know, if if you're if you liked *Heaven and Ale, if you like that kind of historical approach to brewing or whatever it might be,
0: um, this seems to be kind of in that ballpark. Yeah, it seems like very similar to viticulture. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure on purpose, and also right. because the theme is almost identical. So, and it's you know. This is nice. I mean, if obviously steal the mechanic, man, like you can do that. That's awesome. Because bit Viticulture is great. And if that works, that works. And this is also coming out from R&R Games. And they are typically a great company for giving you a decent game at a very good price. Yeah. So that's also nice to see.
1: Yeah, yeah, they've they've always been able to keep their prices down in a reasonable range. I mean, yes, much and even though they're up, it's like sixty dollars, but it's not ninety like all the other euros. Yeah, so.
0: this would be this would be ninety anywhere else. If you look at the components and the the boards and the box, this would certainly be ninety.
1: Yeah, so mm-hmm.
0: good on you guys. Yeah, we love you.
1: All right, uh, next up we have Decorum from Floodgate Games. Uh-huh. Um, I love Floodgate Games. They made Bosk. They made uh, Sagrada as their big hit. So this sure. is their new one, and. I, I don't know how this game's going to play out, but I love the log line. It's a yeah. game of passive aggressive cohabitation. It's fantastic. So yeah. it's a cooperative hidden information game where you work together with people to decorate a home mm-hmm. in a way that makes you both happy, but you don't know what makes each other happy and you can't, <laughs> and you can't tell them. So you have to find a compromise. Um, so it becomes like a, like you remove that piece of information, and it's just like, oh, that's so perfect because this is such—it's like real life. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's got obviously there's deduction elements. You're trying to figure out what your partners want so that you can work together to to solve this. There's negotiation as you work together to figure out what things to include that make everybody happy. Um,
0: I'm I'm really excited to to try this out. This game looks fantastic. Again, like you said, the mechanic here is just new and innovative but it's gorgeous. Like this is a very different looking take on a game. And it reminds me of like all of those logic puzzles where like Bill can live next to Mary, but Mary can't live next to Bill, but Bill can live next to Jeremy. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. all right, we have to draw a whole chart. We have to put all this together where how do you put and arrange these different things so that everyone feels right. Right. And, That's challenging. This also reminds me, at least in the mechanics, like Picture Perfect, I think we played over at PAX, right? Because you have to be able to accomplish those goals, but those goals sometimes conflict. So yeah, I like this. I like this a lot. It's gonna be cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It looks really cool. I'm excited to put this in front of people and see how Mm -hmm. quickly they start yelling at each other. Uh, (laughs) All right. uh, Next up, we have Holly Jolly. Uh, This came out, I guess at the end of last year. So it's, but it hasn't super easy to find. Um, It's a (laughs) Christmas card game from Ben Pinchback and Matt Riddle. Uh, And I don't know. There aren't a lot of Christmas games. So great. (laughs) We need more Christmas games because most of them are terrible. Most of them are terrible. Yeah. So, and, and Pinchback and Riddle, you know, they make a lot of games. Some of them are very good. Some are okay, but they've made stellar and sub astral, which are amazing. Recent games. Um, they made fleet, the dice game, which I love. Pete mats is great. So mm-hmm. lots of good stuff. So I'm hopeful this is good. Uh, next up trailblazers. This is from Ryan Courtney, who is, this is his, fifth or sixth game i think but up till now all of his games have been very economic so his first game was pipeline which you have not played is quite the mind bender then curious cargo another mind bender and then bear raid which is an economics game so uh this is a little different cuz on this you are going on you know traveling out and and seeing different things as you go on a hike um (laughs) but it does use the same kind of puzzle mechanic that he has in pipeline and curious cargo where you're taking tiles and you're trying to place them together to form these paths if you've played either of those games you know they are very brain burning so while this game is presented as a light accessible game for all ages i i imagine it will be difficult still um it's not out yet. It's listed for 2023. It'll be on Kickstarter, it looks like. So I'll probably back it because I do like his games a lot. I like those puzzles, but I know some people it just like fries them. <laughs> um all right, uh next up we have the Terra Mystica solo box, which I bought this, I have it already. It's been out, mm-hmm. so sure. I you recommend checking it out. I think it's in the big box too. So if you do buy that giant box of stuff, you get this. But if you if you're like me and you have all the separate boxes on your shelf, you can get the Automa Solo box. Um, I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but I do look forward to trying it because the Gaia Project Solo is amazing. And so if it's anything like that, I'm excited to play more Terra Mystica. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have Empire's End. This is a new one from Brotherwise Games, who typically make very light family affair, right? They, they did Unearth. They did Boss Monster um they did uh over boss so just things that are accessible for families like i think i've played all of their games with my kids at some point and they've liked them um this one it it's not supposed to be too long or too complex but it is a john d claire game and the artwork does look a little bit more uh developed and advanced it just i'm not, I'm not even mature just Traditional ish, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um it's Quan Chai Moria, but it's it's not like kitty, it's not family artwork, right? It's not cartoonish. Um so I don't know. I'm interested. It's a civilization building auction bidding game. Um mm-hmm. and it's from you know, John D. Claire has made some really good games, he made some games I didn't like as much, but it's very prolific.
0: Sure. So I'll be interested to see how it plays. Yeah, Civ games are always welcome. They're great. They offer a lot of different opportunities to do different things. And Brotherwise Games has had a good track record of growing beyond Boss Monster. Mm-hmm. And, but still at the same time, staying relatable and engaging to kind of a mass audience. So this could yeah. be a thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I like the idea here too, because not,
0: you're not building a civilization
1: necessarily. You're trying to keep it from falling apart. Yeah, so that's, that's what a cool I'm It's awesome. Yeah. yeah, very cool. So you're trying to bid your way out of disaster. <laughs> um, all right. Next up, we have, and I just every time I see this, I'm like, I can't believe this exists. Uh, Foundations <laughs> of Rome. This yep. is the Emerson Matsuchi game from Arcane Wonders. That yes, sir. The now that it is finally done, the MSRP on this bad boy is 140 bucks, which I don't know. like I mean, it's, it's too much for me. It is. But, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're we getting other games like Frosthaven, that MSRP is 250 So yeah, I don't know. What's the upper end anymore? Like, these things cost as much as game consoles.
0: Yeah, I think this might <laughs> be the last, again, we've talked about this as far as shipping is concerned. I know publishers are talking about this a lot because it's not going to get better, right? No. There is never going to be a time again where shipping is as cheap as it once was and i think this game in particular because it was so incredibly heavy and we spoke to the publisher at pax and he was like just try to lift this Mm -hmm. and he's like do you can you even imagine what he had to pay to get that shipped out and like you know same thing with frost haven and everything else and obviously we already talked about simon and their marvel zombies which weigh like i guess all the gold in the world because that's what it costs to get shipped out there so i think at some point you will not see these things again and <laughs> at least not in our lifetime <laughs> until like you can actually just i guess pay for it and like pop it into your like 3d printer and just do it that way because this is enormous this is yeah. like all the plastic this is yeah so and i think people have liked it of course the board i think there's been a lot of positive feel for it but i think everyone when they said they've liked it they're like this is way too much right you don't need this level of complex detail but nonetheless hey man it's game so go for it why not yeah so. i mean it was it was developed
1: and put on kickstarter in a time when shipping was unrealistically cheap which we didn't realize yeah. how unrealistically cheap it was but now we do and they're so like huh all right so yeah, yeah, yeah you, like, like you're saying yeah, you, like we can't yeah. make games like this anymore
0: <laughs> no if you got a copy of it through kickstarter and this is you know, sitting at your table or being held up by several tables, good on you. Like that you were able to pull that off, because that is not gonna happen again. No. So
1: yeah. All right. Uh so next up, Clinic Deluxe Edition. This mm-hmm. has been out for a little while. In fact uh-huh. a decent fair amount of time. Um yeah. the original Kickstarter shipped out like late twenty nineteen, early twenty twenty. Uh but it's now available to anybody outside of the Kickstarter and so Capstone will have it at their booth great game. I have all the stuff for it. So, highly recommend it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this I think the genius of this game is the endless number of ways that you can kind of move in and move out modules and components and the game still plays just as good. Like there's nothing that like, oh, you must play with this or don't play with that or everything is very streamlined. And it is, it seems overwhelming when you first play it, but once you kind of get into the mode, and there's several modes, like we talked about, I mean, this was this has been the constant conversation that the industry has been having, and this was certainly our last episode. This is a great game. This is a great game for a lot of reasons, but this definitely has a lot of different dynamics that you're juggling at the same time, right? Spatial reasoning, like where do you put the things on top of the things, and how far do they connect? Top down, left right, 3D, but also economics, and it, there's just a lot of elements. To this game, if you can handle it, it's it's probably one of the best euros out there right now. And I, I honestly, it's weird. It's I don't think it's getting enough attention. I, I think that clinic should be higher. And it came out previously. So this is a you know a remake reboot. I think it should be higher. I'm, I'm not going to say. Should I say this out loud? Yeah, I think it should be higher than Ark Nova. I'm just saying, yeah. just saying. I didn't say <laughs> it. I know. All right. Look. All right. Okay. Just, just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah. I
1: mean, I think I like it more than Nova too, but
0: that's, that's uh, a, it's a big gap that it has to cover to catch look, up, man. Don't get us both canceled in the same episode. <laughs> all right. You're already on thin ice, but you're not attending your birthday convention. And now Ooh, moving on, <laughs> moving on people. We're moving, moving on.
1: on. All right. Nothing to uh, see here.
0: Nothing to see here. Yeah.
1: Nothing at all. Let's just. Nope, we didn't don't say know, you anything. Know I don't know what you're
0: about. talking about. Yep. No, no idea. Let's cut this from the episode. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll get it in post. Uh, next up, we have Oak. This is from Game Brewer, designed by Wim Go- Goosens. Sorry. Uh-huh. Um, and it's about druids. Uh, it's kind of a cool theme. So you, you're. These different druidic orders are coming around to the Arch Oak, and you're a leader of one of these different orders, and you're trying to. Be chosen by the arch oak spirit to stay and learn its secrets. Um, So you do druid stuff. You make friends with animals. You commune with nature. Uh, Just in general, the artwork as a result is very evocative of that kind of theme. Um, Don't know a ton about it other than that, just because it hasn't been released yet. But uh, it's a game brewer game, so I'm sure it'll be nice and polished.
0: Yeah, looks good. Uh,
1: Another game brewer game, Stroganov. This one is for sale just recently came out. So uh, it's a new game from Andreas Stedding, who has made lots and lots and lots of good stuff. On Teutonica, Teutonica, um, Gugong most recently, uh, so the Stouffer dynasty, friends So this is uh, available for sale there. Um, it is, I'm trying to remember exactly what this was about. I think it's about like the expansion of, across Siberia. So in the 16th century Russia expanding eastward in Siberia. So, maybe not the greatest theme for a game right now, but uh, it seems like the gameplay is interesting and people are, you know, interest, you know, are are having fun with it. So it is available for sale there.
0: Nice. Uh,
1: All right. More 25th century games. These guys are (laughs) nuts. so
0: many games I got. So. And honestly, and honestly, I'm sorry, before you go ahead. I mean, this is one of the things if you've not been to board game conventions before, this is one of the great things about board game conventions that you do get these newer companies that come out and they're there to make a mark, right? Because they know that this is their opportunity to really shine. So they do drop all of their games. And sometimes, you know, especially in the past, that was the only time and place you could actually get those games. So I like this. I mean, this this was, I mean, Capstone was the booth to go to for PAX. So maybe 25 Century is the one... For uh, Origins, it's sounding like. Yeah, yeah definitely. Let us know <laughs> if you're going to yes. be there.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so yeah, they have a couple more here on top of the ones we've already mentioned. Uh, Cryptid Cafe, in which you are Sasquatch running a cafe and feeding all the legendary creatures from around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that seems fun. It's like a it's a cooking game, but with monsters. <laughs> and then Prehistories, uh, this is an older game. It's It's, it's listed as 2020, so I, I guess they're Bringing it back uh, out for Origins, it's got polyominoes. so love it. You know, you know, I'm all about it. I I haven't actually heard <laughs> of this one, so the fact that it's a couple years old and I haven't heard about it um, is disturbing to me. Okay. Um, all right, so we'll just knock off a couple more here, just before we wrap up. We've got Amygdala. This is being mm-hmm. demoed. It's a new Kiesling and Kramer game. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael Kiesling and Wolfgang Kramer from Game Brewer kind of like their, mm-hmm. their go-to connection now and it looks i don't really know what i'm seeing here but it's like a psychology-based game right so mm-hmm. um it's an abstract strategy game and you're vying mm-hmm. for different re- control of different regions of the brain each associated with different emotions so mm-hmm. you're <laughs> i love how they word this you're collecting and storing emotional resources because <laughs> that's how the brain works in their memory bank Uh, So you can unlock emotions from their mind. And then place those emotions onto the main game board. Honestly, if this was designed by (laughs) anybody else, I would say okay. But Kiesling and Kramer are a great design duo. Game Brewer is a good publisher. So that combined with the kind of outside-the-box theme, I'm I'm actually very interested in this. Nice. Um, And then Castles by the Sea is... uh, From Brotherwise (coughs) Games, so another one from them, and they, I believe, just had this on. They were running some kind of campaign for this um, very recently. So it's a sandcastle building game in which uh, shorelings are building and populating a seaside kingdom. Uh, So you're placing blocks and meeples on the map to earn victory points. It's they compare it a little bit to Santorini. You're trying to control spatially control this area in an abstract way, but it's cute. Um, I just, I love the idea of sandcastles standing in for like actual kingdoms or armies or whatever. It's just people on the beach building up little castles. Uh, so that's probably what I'm going to check out. Cause it sounds like so my kids would enjoy. Nice. All right, folks. So there are 111 games in this preview. We've <laughs> been through, I don't know the better part of 50 of them. So yeah, if you want to check out the rest, go to Board Game Geek. They take care of all that, and there might be more get added there before Origins. Origins is still uh, three weeks away, but uh, it's good stuff. It's always helpful. You can see what other people are looking forward to. You can see what's for sale. Sometimes you can pre-order it directly from the publisher, which is always nice too. So you don't have to rush in and try to get one of those seventy copies of Foundations of Rome,
0: <laughs>
1: um, which <laughs> they're going to sell all those. Believe me. Uh, yeah. So yeah, if you're going to Origins
0: enjoy absolutely and Anthony I I did actually remember and find the uh civilization game that does have the cover over your other card mechanic Mm. that game is patch history yes so yes patch history is at least to me and just taking a very basic view very similar to the flower game as far as like adding bonus and scoring and things at the table so yeah that's pretty cool
1: yeah that patch history is great it's such an overrated game like it, it really got hurt by the production because everything yes. warped the tiles all warped Yeah. which made that particular game really hard to play and so it just i've only played it, at, it
0: i've yeah i've always only played it at conventions i've always wanted to buy it and it's just like you said you get to the table and you're like oh this this is why This is the reason why we don't play
1: this. I owned a copy at one point and all the tiles warped within like three months. And I was like, well, this is I can't play it now. So that's the worst.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully you have an opportunity to get to Origins Game Fair. As we were just talking about, some games look amazing on the screen. But when you get to them to the table, not so much. So you certainly want to demo, get them to the table, talk to people at them you know meet the designers the publishers and all the gamers out there so have a great time despite the fact that anthony won't be there for his big birthday (laughs) extravaganza. console yourself with some board games at the table until next time this is chris and this is anthony and we'll save you all i'll see you at the table take care bye see ya